The West Live. The West Live with Ben O'Shea. Last summer, 54 people drowned in 90 days along the Australian coast. Every single one of them occurred in an unpatrolled location, including 78% on unpatrolled beaches. Here to help stop you from becoming a tragic statistic this summer is surf scientist with the University of New South Wales Sydney School of Biological, Earth and Environmental Sciences. They call him Dr Rip, Professor Rob Brander. Professor Brander, welcome to The West Live. Thanks for having me. Okay, so 54 drownings on our coastline last summer. Is the message about swimming between the flags not getting through? Well, it is getting through because plenty of studies have shown that I think it's more than almost 90, 95% of Australians know and understand the, the Swim Between the Flags message. So it's working. And it's a good message because nobody drowns there and plenty of people do swim between them. But the reality is we have so many unpatrolled beaches. And the lifeguards, the flags, they're not up all day long. They're often not up in the early morning hours, in the late evening when a lot of people swim in the summer. So there's a lot of beaches and a lot of times and there's no flags. Um, so it's working, but not everyone's adhering to that message. And there's reasons for that, right? It's, um, it's often not an option. You might have to drive 30 minutes away from your holiday accommodation to find the nearest flags, and people just aren't going to do that. Yeah, right. And what else has your research told you about why people are swimming at unpatrolled beaches? Well, we, we've done surveys of people at unpatrolled beaches. You know, you might as well talk to people and find out why. And it's, it's not rocket science. It's um, certainly in the summer and it's close to their holiday accommodation. So they're staying, they've paid a lot of money to stay at a beach. It's right there. Uh, people are also seeking out quiet locations away from the crowds. Um, so it's, it's not, or, or it's, their, it's the beach closest to where they live. So there's pretty obvious reasons, but when you do get a, a terrible drowning and the message that comes out is, oh, it's, it's just another reminder to always swim between red and yellow flags, I think it's falling a little bit on deaf ears because you're ignoring the issue, which is that not everyone is going to do that, and mm. that's the reality. And I think we have to face that fact. So you can't hide from the issue that people are drowning on unpatrolled beaches what are you going to do to make them safe? Yeah, well, let's talk about that because you've been studying rip currents at beaches for three decades. Are there different types of rips? <clears throat> yeah, there are different types, and, and that makes it tricky because if you're on an unpatrolled beach and it's a surf beach, so you've got waves breaking, there's going to be rip currents. And if you don't know how to spot them and you're going to go swimming, then, then you're at a big risk. Uh, most, well, uh, a lot of rips sit in deep channels between shallow sandbars and they look like dark gaps because deeper water is always darker. So you, if you're, when you go to any beach, you need to spend a few minutes looking up and down the beach, look, look at the surf. And if you see these dark gaps, maybe five, 10, 15 meters wide, maybe a bit more heading, almost like a green path going out through the white water, that's probably one of these channelized rip currents. And when we get headlands and structures like piers and jetties and groins, you almost always get rips when the waves are breaking flowing along them. And they also look like these dark gaps. But you also get, wave, you also get rips called flash rips. Um, you just get a couple of big waves break, the water piles up, and it pumps that water back out. And these flash rips may only last a few minutes, but they look like turbulent clouds of sand. And you get a lot of those on the sort of the Perth beaches, the, you know, trig, Scarborough, uh, City Beach, and they flash all over the place. So they're, they're very difficult to predict and they look different. So 
it pays to understand that there are different types of rips and there's different visual signatures. Mm. And what should you do if you get caught in a rip? I think the best uh, globally and throughout Australia, the, the industry advice is really float. Um, the best thing to do is to float because it conserves your energy. It gives you time to do the second most important thing, which is to signal for help. And a lot of people, strangely enough, don't signal for help. But if you've got lifeguards and lifesavers on the beach and you're raising your arm, they're going to come and get you. Um, but we also know that we've done studies that surfers do a lot of rescues. And, you know, surfers are surfing pretty much uh, everywhere a lot of the time and often in unpatrolled beaches, and they make a huge amount of rescues. So if you are stuck and there's no lifeguards around and there's surfers around, make sure you get their attention. But floating's always best. Mm. And if you're a bystander who's maybe standing on the beach and you, and you look like uh, someone's in trouble out there and they're waving their hands, what should you do in that situation? Yeah, so important. Last year we had uh, we had five fathers drown trying to save um, their child. I think the thing is, even if you if you see somebody in trouble and it is your child, the ten, you, you're going to go in. But please don't rush in. Um, you need to take 10 seconds and, and get somebody to call for help or get somebody to go get help. You need to look around the beach and look, is there something on the beach that floats? Has somebody got a boogie board? Or is there a surfboard lying around or an esky or anything that floats? Um, because if you're going to go in, you need to take a flotation device. Um, there's been something like 60 or 70 of these bystander drownings over the last 15 years, and pretty much not one of them brought something to float with them. So if you're going to go in, don't rush. You're already panicking, whereas that person in the water probably isn't panicking. Get help. Get something that floats. Mm. And just how quickly, once you're caught in a rip, can you get into trouble? Uh, pretty quickly. I mean, once you lose your footing, people ask me all the time, what does it feel like to be caught in a rip? It doesn't feel like anything because you're just going for a ride. But it can float pretty fast, and, and you can go sort of 20, 30, 50 metres in less than a minute. And, you know, if you're not a good swimmer, that's pretty scary when you look back and you see how far you've come. And people's tendency is, is usually to turn around and swim back to the beach, but you're swimming against the rip, which is flowing strong, and you just tire yourself out. So if you're not a good swimmer um, and you're in the water, you really shouldn't go in past your waist and always make sure your feet are firmly in the sand. Mm, now, looking back over all of this, uh, it seems to me that what we're saying is there'll always be people who don't swim between the flags. We have a lot of coastline. It's not always patrolled. Um, and that's just a reality. So then it becomes about, I guess, being smart about how we navigate this environment. And so what's your advice to people uh, who are heading to the beach, they've found a parking spot, the sunscreen is on, they're contemplating that run over the hot sand. What should they do first? Well, Surf Life Saving Australia, the national body, came up with a great campaign a few years ago called the Think Line. And the basic idea is that you get to the beach, any beach, and you spend a few minutes thinking about beach. You draw an imaginary line in the sand and you stop and you think about beach safety. What are the conditions like? Are the waves too big? Are there, are there rips around? Do you know what a rip is? Are there lifeguards further down the beach? If something were to go wrong, do you have a plan? And I think it's a, it's a simple message that applies to any beach and it's kind of like you don't cross a road without looking both ways. You should never go to any beach with spending a few minutes thinking about beach safety, looking at conditions. And if we can get that in people's heads as a generational thing, that might be the best thing we can do. 
Yeah, I think that's pretty good advice. And if we can get through summer with as few people losing their lives as possible on our beaches, well, that is something to celebrate indeed. Professor Robert Brander from the University of New South Wales, Sydney, thanks for joining us and sharing this important message on The West Live. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The West Live with Ben O'Shea. If the story behind the story matters to you, then you can count on thewest.com.au to deliver.